following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well on this Friday, March 3rd, 2023. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you for the next two hours here on ESPN 106.7 for the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Lots to talk about today as tomorrow and this weekend is the final regular season weekend for college basketball. Lots of NCAA tournament bids to be grabbed this weekend. Lots of conference championships to be grabbed this weekend. And lots of bragging rights to be grabbed this weekend as well. And so we're going to break it all down here on the show today. Go over the biggest games of the weekend. And yes, that does include Auburn and Tennessee tomorrow inside of Neville Arena. It is the biggest game of the year for Auburn, given the stakes, given the circumstances, and what is happening around them in the NCAA bubble. And so we'll talk about all of that coming up today. Uh, Jack Hutton will join us in hour number two. We'll talk some Auburn baseball as they get ready for Lipscomb this weekend. And of course, we'll make our final predictions and picks for Auburn basketball as they take on Tennessee tomorrow inside of Neville Arena. Phone lines are open all show long. You know how it is on Fridays. It is open for you to call in, be a part of the show, and be on the line. 334-321-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. Anything on your mind in the sports world, we'd love to hear from you. How are you feeling about Auburn and Tennessee tomorrow? How do you feel about SEC tournament rankings and who's going to be where. We're going to talk about that as well today and anything else on your mind. 334-321-1390. Carter, happy Friday, brother. Happy Friday, man. We made it. <laughs> we made it. It, it. it sounds like it's been... Um... A fight to the finish here for some people. It really hasn't even been like a bad week. It just <laughs> seems like it's taken forever to get through it. And I don't know if it's because I only had one Lee Scott baseball broadcast or or there, I don't I don't really know why. It's just it's been a slower week. Uh, not bad, not good. Just just been a slower week. But here we are on a Friday afternoon. Hopefully uh, the weather holds off. Some weather's supposed to be moving through. It's been going through the state it's today. Be very windy tonight. Apparently. Yeah. So. Uh, if you're out and about, be careful. Uh, as I always say, if you don't have to be out, don't. But don't use me as your weatherman. Look it up and keep up with the weather in your area, whether you're here in Auburn, Opelika, across the state of Alabama, or, hey, if you're across the world, keep up with it on your own. Don't use me as your weatherman. But, again, phone lines are open all show long today. And uh, lots to talk about, 334-321-1390. And we'll start with college basketball as a whole because this weekend is in fact the final regular season weekend it is the final game for every team in the regular season for college basketball and lots to be determined this weekend there are conference tournament seedings that have to be decided 
There are conference regular season championships that have to be decided. And there are NCAA tournament seeds that have to be decided this weekend. NCAA tournament bids that have to be decided this weekend, including Auburn against Tennessee. And so we'll get into that game in particular later on as we go through today's show. But man, when you look at the lineup for tomorrow and on Sunday as well, just some big time games across the board in college basketball some games are on right now as a matter of fact on this Friday afternoon uh, if you're interested in that but you look at just the slate for tomorrow and Sunday man there are some big matchups that carry a lot of weight here down the stretch yeah I mean it's going to be a lot of fun this is that time of the of year where um, you get these these runs to the tournament and um, it happens in conference tournaments it happens in late conference play, uh, you see some teams falter, too. I mean, you've seen um, several teams really scuffle down the stretch here, really struggle to lock down their tournament bids. I mean, I think about a team like Rutgers, yeah, uh, a team like Auburn, uh, a team like Iowa State. Iowa State's not in jeopardy of not making the tournament, but Iowa State went through it for a while uh, and dropped something like 10 of 14 games. Well, don't worry. They have a really good chance to recover when they go on the road to number 7 Baylor tomorrow afternoon. So they should have an, a great time playing there. Yeah, they have they have lost, I believe, uh, 10 of their last 14 games. Yep, that's exactly it. That's brutal. Um, Similar to what Auburn's been it's doing. Even worse when you shorten that sample size up a little bit. They've lost uh, eight of their last ten. Mm. And you're right. They're they're like four in a row. Yeah. And then, like I said, going on the road to Baylor tomorrow morning, not where you want to be coming down. You're not playing your best ball right now if you're Iowa State. And and there's two different sides. You have teams like Iowa State who are going down and plummeting to earth. But you also have teams who are getting really hot and playing really, really well. And I look at some of those teams out of the Big East. I look at a couple of teams out of the Big Ten. There's a couple of teams in the SEC as well. By the way, I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen what the Big Ten is right now? Uh, the craziness that is everything after six the one way, seed? It's a six-way tie for second place. It's insane. A six-way tie for second place. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Uh, I mean... I think everybody can finish anywhere from basically, like Northwestern, for instance, can finish anywhere from second to ninth based on Sunday's game. That's insane. Based off of two days of basketball, Saturday and Sunday. That's insane. And I'm sure you saw uh, Joe Lenardi has an updated bracketology today. The Big Ten is up to 10 teams in the NCAA tournament. Penn State is in because they went to Northwestern and beat them on a buzzer beater three in overtime. Yep, they did. They're the it last team in as of right now, Penn State is. Wrecked my soul on <laughs> Wednesday night to watch both of the teams that I keep track of and follow lose in overtime. You look at bracketology right now, the bubble uh, that has been just plug and chug as of late. You can just put a team in, take them out, put another one in, take them out. It's been crazy. You look at the bubble right now, the last four buys, USC, Boise State, West Virginia, and Auburn. The last four teams in the tournament as of right now, Mississippi State, Nevada, Wisconsin, and Penn State, the team you just talked about. Your first four out, 
Arizona State, who's coming off a buzzer-beater win over Arizona last weekend. North Carolina, who continues to fight for their life to get into the NCAA tournament. they got to win against Duke, right? Got to. I think so. I think they have to win against Duke in Cameron Indoor, by the way. Michigan is one of your last four out, or your first four out, and then Utah State as well. The next four, Oklahoma State, Clemson, sorry, Steve, if you're listening, Charleston, and then Oregon. I don't think Clemson's a tournament team. I don't think I think that I don't think the ACC think is a tournament conference this a year. Tournament man. League. Yeah, it's, they're not a tournament <laughs> fair, league. Fair enough. I I will accept that answer as well. You want to know what is like maybe the sneaky uh, most intriguing game of the weekend that nobody's going to pay attention to, especially in this part of the country. Hmm. You have a game where Boise State yeah. is on the road at Utah State, which if you look at that, Bubble Boise teams. State is the second is second on the list of last four buys. Utah State is the fourth team in first four out. So that's a game that could potentially start to swing some momentum in the yeah. West. Um, for Auburn, I would say if you're an Auburn fan, you would root for a Boise State loss more mm-hmm. than a Utah State loss. I think I think Utah State's gonna have a harder time catching Auburn even if Auburn loses than a Boise State loss in that game. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm like, with I think that that benefits more. Yeah, I'm with you. And that's uh, again, that is one of those games where you're talking about teams that are fighting for their tournament lives and there are some games this weekend where it's in that situation where teams have to win to get in. And there's also a lot of games this weekend that affect the NCAA tournament seeding. You've got two teams that are going to make the NCAA tournament, but where are they going to be at seed-wise? I look at the big one inside the SEC, 1 o'clock tomorrow on CBS. Number 23, Kentucky on the road at Arkansas. I think you're looking at two teams that are going to make the tournament, but where exactly will they be placed? This is a big matchup tomorrow for that and the SEC tournament as well. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I think the the seeding in the SEC, there's a lot to shake out there. Um, as I said yesterday, and, and we had some... Um, discrepancy i guess in the discussion about tournament seating for the sec mm-hmm. on the, the uh, drive yesterday but we've we've cleared it up <laughs> missouri i would say is the most likely to seal a a that fourth double bond which is what we talked about yesterday because if they beat old miss at home which i, I think should. it's at home um and then you have tennessee on the road at auburn and you have Kentucky on the road at Arkansas. If one of those two team teams lose and Missouri wins, Missouri has the tiebreaker with both of those teams and Vanderbilt. So it doesn't matter if Vanderbilt wins. Yep. Like, Missouri's in a very prime spot as long as they handle their business. If They, just, they don't need that much help to, to lock up a four seed, mm-hmm. which when Auburn throttled them by 30... In Neville Arena, would we ever have thought that? I don't think so because there were there were a lot of uh, a lot of questions going into that game, and then Auburn answered a lot of them on one night where they played really well, and then they didn't carry that into a Vanderbilt game where they lost on the road. But yeah, that game against Ole Miss, by the way, it is at home for Missouri. It's in Columbia, so they have a really good chance to where they can go 11 and 7 in the SEC, 23 and 8 overall. That's a good year for Missouri. Like that's a really good year for a Missouri program that 
hasn't really done a whole lot since they've been here in basketball. They haven't done really anything since they've been in basketball in the SEC. So that's a game where SEC fans should turn their attention. Uh, May not get the national perspective tomorrow, but I think at that game, I mentioned the Kentucky-Arkansas game. You look at the Kansas State-West Virginia game. That's a game, again, West Virginia is a bubble team uh, right now. As I mentioned, according to Joe Lenardi, they're one of those last four buys right there with Auburn. So Auburn fans may be some Kansas State Wildcats fans tomorrow as well. That game, 1 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Again, I hate that, but... Isn't it weird that, like, when you look at the bubble, <laughs> Auburn fans should root against a couple teams that beat Auburn this year in USC and West Virginia. Uh, I mean, you should root for, uh, you you should root against Mississippi State as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. like these are, there's a handful of teams that Auburn has played that are in that bubble area that Auburn needs to root against. And a couple of them Auburn lost, which goes against the conventional wisdom that is like, you want them to do well because it makes the loss look better. But no, not at this point. Nope, not at this point. And Auburn, look, side note, Auburn has to win tomorrow. And we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Auburn has to win tomorrow. There's no doubt about it. It's is, it, it it's a must, right? But outside of Auburn, the things that they cannot control, yeah, there's absolutely teams that they're cheering for, cheering against. Teams that win would help them. Teams that win would hurt them. And there's a lot of those situations. One of the biggest games of the day tomorrow, 3 o'clock on ESPN. Number three, Kansas, on the road at number nine, Texas, in Austin. This is a high-level matchup. You're looking at two Elite Eight squads, possibly Final Four for Kansas. I don't know if Texas is Final Four good, but they are really, really solid. Kansas is Final Four good. Well, I I think it's... We will find out based on the first, I'll say the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Because when the Big 12, the big bad Big 12, that is so much better than every other conference as we have built them up to be, I'm curious to see what they look like in tournament play. Because if you recall two years ago, the Big 10 was unbelievable. Didn't they get a, rec- unbelievable. Like a record number in the and tournament? And got absolutely smashed in yep. the tournament. Yes, they did. I think that like everybody but one or two teams were out by the Sweet 16. Yeah. Didn't and they, they got get- in like 11 or 12 teams or something crazy. I-, I was about to say, like 11 or 12 is how many they got in the tournament. So look it up and see if you can find that. It was like 11 or 12 teams that made it into the NCAA tournament out of the Big 12, or out of the Big 10, excuse me. And you're right, they did. They got rocked in the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. And yeah, one or two of them made it past it. And that's a really, really good point you bring up because the Big 12 has been this year, has been leaps and bounds above everybody. And I've said this before, pretty much game in and game out in the Big 12 the last two months, you've been playing an NCAA tournament team. And they have been extremely good. They don't have the most teams in. They only have seven, but those seven squads, and I think a couple of more outside, could really hold their own in the NCAA tournament. And I'm really, really curious to see what they're going to do in the NCAA tournament. I think it's going to go one of two ways for the Big 12. They're going to roll, or they're going to pull a Big 10, and they're going to get just destroyed in the first weekend. I don't think there's any in-between. I think you could see five teams in the Sweet 16 from the Big 12, or you could see one. And that one would be Kansas. 
Yeah, I I I don't know. I I just feel like it's has not been this wide open. Um, when you look up and down the the country across the country, it feels so wide open. We've seen Kansas, even Kansas has has had its rough stretch when they lost what three four games in a row this year yeah everybody was like oh Kansas is cooked I mean I think everybody has had at least a lull where it's like what's going on with the exception of Houston but Houston plays in the American where nobody really challenges them speaking of Houston did you see their betting odds it's like plus 700 to win the national championship that's the favorite but that's the highest I think Alabama has the second most yeah I think think so Houston has like I don't agree with over the last three games Alabama's played, I think you can make a very healthy argument yeah. that um, they don't look like the team that we all mm-hmm. thought they were. Houston, I was saying Houston's, Houston's at plus 600. So, so even better. Even a little bit better. But I think that's the highest odds for a favorite going into the tournament in the last like 25 years. So like basically what I'm saying is, they have no idea. Like, betters have no idea what's going to happen in this NCAA tournament. Just look around college basketball. It's upset city. And as we've talked about, there is no dominant team. There is no one or two teams coming into March that everybody is sold on, and then everybody else just shouldn't even compete. This thing is wide open. Auburn is um, plus 15,000, if you were wondering. Yikes. <laughs> Alabama's plus 750. Second best odds. Yeah. To me, when I when I look at these teams that I think are going to be the one seeds, I think Kansas is an unbelievable value of the one seeds because I think they're the best team in the country. Yeah, I do. I do too. And the fact that they are have the third best odds. By the way, Purdue, who everybody has as the fourth one seed, sixth best odds to win the win the tournament at plus twelve hundred. I'm not liking the way they're playing right now. They don't I'm look really not. Good. No, they, they don't. don't look. They should have. Arguably lost last night to Wisconsin. Yep. But thankfully for Auburn, Purdue won that game. Yes. Purdue not playing great, but that's what March is all about. Who's playing well, who's not, who's hot, and who's not. We'll talk more about the NCAA tournament and the SEC tournament here on the Friday edition of On the Line when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Back inside the studio at ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader Jacob Goetz, Carter Bird, with you on this Friday afternoon. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, 334-321-1390 on the phone lines. Give us a call. What are your thoughts on the NCAA tournament right now? Any games that are on your mind coming up tomorrow or on Sunday as we roll into uh, conference tournament week, which is one of my favorite weeks. Tourney uh, champ week is what ESPN calls it. It's a lot of fun, man. It really, really is. Um, watching all the different conference tournaments, a couple of them actually happening right now, uh, some of the smaller conferences. Um, yeah, and some wild in men's and women's some wild stuff we saw we saw <laughs> yes. florida kentucky women's basketball in the women's sec tournament uh we saw the kentucky player scores to go up 22 to 14 she brings the ball a little bit high as she grabs it out of the net as she brushes um emphasis on the brush yeah. by the florida player and the ball like kind of rubs against the Florida player's face. Well, she grabs the ball and just 
hucks that thing at the Kentucky player and starts a nice little, and chases after it, starts a nice little scuffle where eight players got ejected. I don't know if you saw what happened last night in the OVC tournament. I was <laughs> I at did. OVC where a dude just sucker punches a guy, cold yeah. cocks him in the face. Props to that dude for just eating the punch and not going <laughs> down because he's not even yeah. looking up when he gets hit in the face. Yeah, that was crazy, too. It just feels like crazy stuff happens in college basketball. Welcome to March, man. This is March, right? It's what John Rothstein says. This is March and brings out the best in some and brings out the worst in others. It, and is, it was a game between SIU Edwardsville, which I, yeah, I mean, sure, and UT <laughs> Martin. Uh, and, it, and it was a SIU Edwardsville player, uh, D. Juan Pruitt, who uh, punches Rifen Miguel in the face? Just out, if you go, if you go look it up. The, the it video is wild. Yeah, the video is wild. And I, I love that. Like people are like, <laughs> people are getting really fired up about it, and, like acting like it's a controversial thing. Like, yeah, like he should be thrown out of the game. Like, duh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> great point. It's like oh, you have all these <laughs> national media people being like. He should be suspended and kicked out of the game and all this is like, yes, yes. If you punch somebody in the face, like, like this is not a controversial topic, right? Like <laughs> that. I don't think there was ever a question of should we keep him in the game. Like, no, I, no, that's not that's not happening. So that tournament's going on. Uh, the MVC uh, tournament is going on. Uh, you've just got the let's see, Big South tournament is going on. Uh, oh, did you see um, Birmingham native? Um, Antoine Davis of Detroit I Mercy. Did. I did see that. Missed a three to tie Pistol Pete's all-time yep. Division One basketball scoring record. Yep. Which he's been he's been at Detroit Mercer Mercy for five or six years. He's been there for a while. He's been there for a long time. It's it was his last game. Um something that is worth mentioning. The Pistol Pete record that Ideally, like in a normal scenario where there's no COVID season, never gets touched ever. Um, he did that in three years without a three-point line. Mm-hmm. Part of that is because he averaged 38 shots a game for his career. It's ridiculous. It's you, ridiculous. Like, you <laughs> don't like when your point guard shoots it 14 times. Yeah. So imagine 38 of them. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But that's also the conversation that is brought up when LeBron just broke the record, right? That was when it was initially set. There were no three-pointers then either. And so if you take out LeBron's threes, I mean, he's uh, take out the threes of, of the guys on the top scoring list. They're way behind the guys that never took a three in their career because that didn't exist. In three seasons, in 83 games, Pete Maravich at LSU Shot the ball 3,166 times. That makes me really upset. <laughs> and averaged 44.2 points per game. But see, that's okay. I'm cool with that. Like, if you're averaging 45 he's points still, a game. He still averaged 5.1 assists over his career. That's better. Which yeah. is a good number for a college point guard. That's awesome. So that is wild that he took almost 40 shots a game and still averaged five assists. He also as a as a what a f- six. I didn't realize he was six five. Holy cow! 
He averaged uh, 6.4 rebounds per game as well as a point guard. All-around player. All-around player. What he a, wasn't what the a most efficient player of all time. He also got to the line 14 times a game. That's impressive. 14 times a game. That's, Im- that's really impressive, actually. So there you go. I, I did see that, though, where uh, he had a chance to uh, – it was a chance to tie it. Is that right? It had a chance to tie the record? Well, it was. It looked like it was over. Like It, was, it looked like he was going to come five points short because it was like eight seconds left, and I guess he hit a bucket. They fouled again. Uh, the free throws were shot for – who was it? I think they played Youngstown State. Uh, he gets the ball back, and as time expires, let's say three loose. Didn't fall. It would have been really, really cool – um, what I think is really dumb, the CBI, you know, the basketball tournament, mm-hmm. the, there's the NCAA tournament that everybody obviously knows. There's the NIT that everybody knows. Then there's the lesser known tournaments, the CIT and the CBI. The CBI is, they posted a graphic of the driving distance from, they're somewhere in Florida, uh, is where that tournament is hosted from Detroit to wherever the tournament is in Florida or in Florida, with a thinking emoji. If they let him in just to break the record, that's really freaking dumb. That's really dumb. I have no comment. <laughs> I have no comment on that. But we'll talk Auburn and Tennessee coming up tomorrow in Naval Arena. Give us a call, 334-321-1390. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into hour number one here on the Friday edition of On the Line, Jacob Goins and Carter Bird as we start discussing the biggest game of the year for Auburn basketball tomorrow inside Neville Arena, one o'clock, Tennessee comes to town, and this is the truest definition of gotta have it must win you're in or you're out type of game tomorrow for Auburn as number 12 Tennessee comes to Neville Arena one o'clock on ESPN we've talked about it over the last month about how Auburn's end to the season was the toughest three game stretch that anybody was going to play at Kentucky Mm -hmm. at Alabama home for Tennessee and down this stretch it came up to where Auburn had to win one of these last three to get into the NCAA tournament. And that is still the case after you dropped a bad loss on the road to Kentucky and a controversial loss to Alabama in the midweek. You I will now say, play Tennessee where you have to win to get into the NCAA tournament. I agree that you have to win, but I do think that there is, and I think that this is a good thing, and I'm, I'm glad that Auburn is getting credit for playing arguably the number one overall seed in the tournament, their toughest game in their place. I mean, Alabama was beating teams by, what, 28 per game at home this year? Uh, I mean, if you take out a three-point game against Arkansas and a three-point game against um, Mississippi State, it's well into the 30s. Um, So to see Auburn go play the the way that they did in Coleman, I think they got some credit for that. Uh, in Kimpom and in the net rankings. I don't think they dropped as far. I think the that was big for your eye test that, that, mm-hmm. we've, that we've talked about. 
Um, the fight that they showed, especially coming off a game where it was the worst eye test game Auburn has had all year, uh, to show that fight, I think, was very, very big. Um, I think it has stabilized Auburn despite the loss in some of these bracketologies. I know that they're still in the last four buys. They're the last buy for Lenardi, which means they dropped maybe one spot. They were actually, I'm pretty sure that they were the last buy going into that game uh, on Wednesday. So they did not move there. They're still um, a buy in the CBS bracketology. I still think that they're hanging on. And um, yes, a win clinches it for you and you're in. But they've also gotten a little bit of help here in the last couple days. Which Um, I think is important to note. Michigan, Wisconsin, teams like this have lost. Uh, There's some very difficult matchups for teams on the bubble this weekend um, that could further help Auburn. But it is a scenario where if you go win, you're in. If you win, you're in. But on the flip side, those other teams on the bubble are looking at Auburn and saying the exact same thing, where... Auburn has to win tomorrow, and if they lose, that could help us, right? So you're absolutely right. And when you talk about the Auburn game on Wednesday against Alabama and their performance in that game, we've discussed uh, to, to no end about how easy it would have been for Auburn to go into Tuscaloosa and just go through the motions, lose by 20 or 30, and then try to win a game on Saturday. I was worried about it. I was worried about it. I was too. And if that would have been the case – Coming into tomorrow, it would be even more important for Auburn to win over Tennessee tomorrow. Given how Auburn performed and given how Auburn fought in that game and had chances to win and borderline should have won that game on Wednesday, I think that will earn them an extra look from the NCAA tournament um, committee, right? The group that gets together, they will give Auburn an extra look and an extra look over because of how they played on Wednesday. Because if they would have gone a 30-point loss to Kentucky, 30-point loss to Alabama, lost to Tennessee at home, if that is the case tomorrow, we're going to go down this path first. If that's how Auburn ended the season, I don't think the committee puts them in the NCAA tournament. But given the way they fought on Wednesday and had chances to win and you lost to probably the best team in the country at their place in overtime, you earned yourself an extra look from the NCAA tournament, but it still comes down to wins. At the end of the day, they're not going to care that you lost by five to Alabama. They're looking for you to get wins on the resume. And Auburn has not gotten that win that they need, which is why tomorrow's game against Tennessee is so important. If you fight tomorrow and you lose single digits on on your home floor to Tennessee, have you done enough to get to the tournament? I don't know. I really don't know and it may, be, it may be based on what happens in, in Nashville in the SEC tournament. I don't want that to be the case. I don't want that to be the case yeah. because we saw what happened with Texas A&M last year. That's not the only time this has happened because the, the narrative now in college basketball is conference tournaments don't matter. Yeah. And borderline, they don't. Well, I mean, I think, it's, I think I read somewhere that the committee is going to start seeding on Wednesday – which I believe that's the second day of the SEC tournament. So, like, your top four seeds, like, haven't even started playing. They play, start playing on Thursday, I believe. Wednesday is the first day. So, Wednesday, Wednesday, the so, bottom, so Wednesday is the bottom four teams. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, yeah, there's four games Thursday, four games Friday. There's evidence to suggest that conference tournaments, especially the big ones, don't do a lot for you. Um, other than winning the automatic bid, right? Like you look at A and M last year, running all the way to the championship and losing, um, didn't really help them. They were still on the outside looking in. Despite that team being deserved to be in. One of the hottest teams, and they made a deep run in the NIT, and then finally, um, I think just ran out of gas. Um, I think they didn't they lose in the championship of the NIT to Xavier. I think that may have been what happened. That sounds a right. good Xavier team. That sounds right. Uh, with, they made they made with, a run. Fun fact: a Xavier team with Colby Jones from Mountain Brook High School mm-hmm. uh, on the team, who is one of the best players on that team. How about that? Um, and you look at look at the final four year for Auburn. Going into the tournament, Auburn was a five seed. Auburn runs through that tournament and is dominant in the process and beats a a Tennessee team that everybody said was one of the most dangerous teams in the tournament and was a one seed going into the game and beat them badly and Auburn stayed a five seed. Um, I do think that, thankfully for Auburn, they are clinging to two quad one wins right now because Arkansas is um, Arkansas is safely, I think, they're safely inside quad one status at 16 in the net. Northwestern, with the work that they did, uh, beating Wisconsin, Ohio State on the road, then Purdue, Indiana, Iowa at home, built up enough equity where these three straight losses, two of them coming on the road at Illinois and at a really good Maryland team. Um, The Penn State one, they should not have lost at home. That was a bad one. They're still 45th in the net, and I think they got a good shot at staying there because they're on the road again at Rutgers, which is another quad one game. I don't see them dropping below 50 in the regular season. So Auburn should cling to a second quad one win. If Northwestern wins, then I think that cements two quad one wins at least for Auburn with a chance to pick up a third on Saturday. Which they desperately need. I mean, they when you look at, and again, I've said this for weeks now, there are two separate conversations to have here. What does Auburn's NCAA tournament resume look like? And what does the eye test look like when it comes to making the NCAA tournament? But when you look at the resume on paper by the numbers, Auburn needs any win that they can get. And they need Northwestern and Arkansas to finish out strong to where those look better. I think think Arkansas is locked in quad one. They can lose the next two games and they're still going to be a top 30 quad one. I think so too. Northwestern, you either, if you're Auburn, you need to go beat Tennessee or at a minimum, Northwestern cannot lose on Sunday and then lose their first game in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Because that, all of a sudden, Northwestern is flirting with falling to quad two status. And if Auburn's resume only has one quad one win, that makes it a lot harder to put them in the tournament. A that's, lot harder. That's not a tournament resume. I don't think that's a strong enough resume because if you take the if you take the logo off the team and you just look at their record, their wins, and only having one quad win, if that's what it ends up being, I'm just, I'm just telling you, that's not good enough to me to make the NCAA tournament. Because again, what have I said? Quad one and borderline into quad two, those are NCAA tournament wins. That's what that means to, to, to me. And if yeah. Auburn has one of those then I just don't think that's good enough coming out of a major conference like the SEC. I think had the Georgia loss on the road either not happened or stayed a quad two loss, 
then we would be having a discussion about that. But to have, because for a long time, a big case for Auburn was Auburn didn't have a bad loss. Georgia faltering down the stretch, which they do have a chance to get a win tomorrow at South Carolina. I don't know if they can climb inside that top 135 to get back to a quad two loss on the road for Auburn. When that loss fell to quad three, then Auburn had a bad loss, had an official bad loss, and that hurts, especially if you don't have a bunch of quad one wins or, or um, oh, I really just three, four, five, six right. quad one wins. Right. Because, I mean, you, we see how bad losses get held against teams. You look at Texas A&M, who has two quad four losses. They have five quad one wins, and they are, what, 22-8 and eight this year, clear-cut number two in the SEC. They have barely climbed into the top 30. They're sitting at 26, and they've had, they've had to win all of these games just to get there because of bad losses. Which is why I don't fully go in on the numbers, because in my opinion, and again, this is me, I think a good big win trumps a bad loss. And what I mean by that is... If Auburn would have gone, let's say that the Georgia loss stays as bad as it is, right? Because where does that sit right now? The Georgia loss is that is that quad three or is it dipped into it's four? It's quad three. It's quad no, three. It, like okay. it, it won't go quad. Four. I didn't think it would. It's not like we'd have to be talking about a, a Georgia team that falls into like the two somethings, right? And they're sitting at one forty seven. Okay, I guess if they win Saturday and somehow squeaked out a game or two in the SEC tournament, there could be a scenario where they cross back, they move up inside the top 135. But given that, let's say, okay, so the Georgia loss is a quad three loss. And what I mean by all this is, yes, Auburn lost that game to Georgia, which has slipped down to a quad three, which is not good. You don't want to lose these games. But if you were to have beaten Alabama on Wednesday, that carries more weight, in my opinion, than the bad loss. Because, look, bad losses happen. Losses happen in sports. They happen in college basketball. Sometimes you just don't shoot the ball well. Sometimes you just don't play well on the road. Or sometimes you just don't play well on a Tuesday night in conference play. And you let a team like Georgia, LSU, South Carolina, Ole Miss, the bottom feeders this year in the SEC, sometimes you let them come up and beat you on a, on a random game night. But when it comes to beating a top team in college basketball, say going on the road and beating Alabama – that's not an accident. That doesn't just happen. You have to play your best ball to win that. And if you come out with a win like that, in my opinion, that carries more weight than that bad loss. The NCAA tournament doesn't always look at it that way because they're more numbers-based than anything. I'm more the eye test. Our listeners know that. You know that. I'm more on the eye test part of it. And that's where that comes into play, in my opinion. The big quad one win outweighs that bad quad yeah. three or four loss, in Auburn. my opinion. Uh, by the way, Auburn's loss at Georgia, there's no chance it falls to quad four. Uh, Georgia would have to fall 93 spots in the net rankings. In a week? In, in, <laughs> which isn't happening. Which, the only way that would happen is is if they lost like four or five straight games to the worst teams in the SEC. Right. And they only have, if they, if they lose consecutive games, their season's over. Mm -hmm. Side note, did you know that Arkansas's last three games are identical to Auburn, except... The last two were just flipped. They ended at Alabama, at Tennessee, and home for Kentucky. 
and Auburn went at Alabama or mm-hmm. at Kentucky at Alabama home for Tennessee. Isn't that crazy? So they end with the same three teams, two tough road games to end the year I in would conference argue, play. I would argue that's a tougher stretch for Arkansas than it is for Auburn because of what Tennessee is compared because to Kentucky. Getting well, well, it basically boils it never down. Mind. Because because they it boils down to Thompson Bowling or Rupp. Hmm. Well, and it's it's also you take into account a hampered a not full strength Tennessee team coming to Auburn tomorrow. Fair. Yeah, Although very fair. Most of that game was played without Zakai Ziegler and they separated. They made it a bigger margin once yeah. Ziegler got yeah. hurt. Uh, against Arkansas in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So uh, I just thought that was interesting. I pulled up Arkansas, and they end with the same three teams down the stretch, two on the road and one at home. They have Kentucky at home tomorrow over there in Fayetteville. A big-time opportunity for them to get another win moving into March. Auburn has Tennessee tomorrow inside of Neville Arena as we talk about just how big this win is, what Auburn has to do, what has to happen around Auburn in the NCAA tournament bubble to give them some help if they don't win tomorrow. But I think we're all in agreement. Tomorrow, you got to win. And wow. so, team what? rankings gives Auburn a 99% chance to make the tournament right now. No matter 99. what happens tomorrow? That's what it says. I just don't believe it. I just I can't see it. Because again, when you, when you pull up the numbers, Auburn doesn't have the wins to do it. <laughs> this is fascinating. It has them on the nine seed line based on the resume, based on team rankings is just straight numbers, I think. Okay. Has them actually on the nine seed line with uh, Rutgers, Northwestern, and right behind Missouri is the last team on the eight seed line. They have a better chance to make the tournament according to team rankings than all three of those teams. Rutgers being fifty six percent. It's got to be because of the bubble just being as weak as it is, and just the bubble being as, is extremely weak. and being so fluctuated. Like there's new teams in it every day. Like people are falling in and out of it day after day. And I this think also that has, has a big UNC part. in the tournament, which is fascinating. It has it has Vanderbilt in, which Vanderbilt in C- on CBS's bracketology is now on the bubble officially, which is fascinating. But uh, again, what are they going to do? They don't they don't have a a chance to improve on that outside of the SEC tournament. And we've already talked about how the SEC tournament doesn't matter. So how are they going to improve themselves? How are they going to build that resume? Well, if they beat Mississippi State, that's another game. It's a bubble team, yeah. Another game on the resume. And then if I think for a team like Vanderbilt, I mean, Vanderbilt, if they make a run to the SEC championship, then I think we revisit the discussion from last year about A&M. Yeah, and And I I think it'll be the same result. Probably, but I wonder if at some point there is an an examination by the committee of maybe we aren't weighing the conference tournaments correctly. Well, and like you brought up earlier, the the argument is that people from the outside are saying the committee has already made their decision on a lot of these team seedings and they're not willing to change it based off of what happens in conference tournaments. If Auburn does not win the next two games... Team rankings gives them a 96.2% chance of making the tournament. I just don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I really, really don't. we got to get to our final break. We'll come back, wrap up our number one. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. We'll wrap up our number one on the other side. Then Jack Hutton will join us in studio for all of our number two here on the Friday edition of On the Line. 
The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well on this Friday, March 3rd, 2023. Hour number one is officially in the books. You know what that means. Hour number two is underway right here on ESPN 106.7. If you missed any of the first hour, lots of college basketball talk. Uh, Carter and I went over uh, lots of game situations that are happening over the weekend when it comes to uh, conference tournaments, conference championships, NCAA tournament resumes, all that good stuff. And we talked about Auburn a little bit as well. So if you missed any of it, uh, go catch up with the podcast. You can find that ESPNAU.com. Click on the podcast center. It'll be commercial free right there right after the show but here in hour number two jack hudden joins us in studio like he does every single friday hello jack howdy folks how we doing we are doing fantastic i'm great jack how are you buddy I'm good buddy well doing all right over there i'm i'm good although i may have just discovered that yeah, Carter this is about been, to get just gross Carter has SEC been tournament. mathing the heck out of this and and what we have found is that we there think, is a, I'm double checking yeah, it before we we, we think there's something oh going on gosh. with the SEC tournament seating that neither one of us like and Jacob we kind of we were kind of talking about this, and I don't know what you think, but when he gets that done, I want to bring that up because that's interesting. Yeah, it seems like it uh, may be a little ugly and may be, uh, maybe some teams aren't going to be happy with how this thing goes down, and, and we'll get into all of that here in hour number two. We'd love to hear from you. Phone lines are open, 334-321-1390. And like I said right there at the end of the first hour, we have two sets of weekend tickets for Auburn baseball that's right we got tickets for Friday Saturday and Sunday giving away two sets of a whole entire weekend at Plainsman Park tickets for Friday tickets for Saturday tickets for Sunday we're doing a drawing give us a call we got two sets of weekend tickets to give away 334-321-1390 so if you're looking for something to do tonight if the rain holds off tomorrow uh, after basketball and then on Sunday it's supposed to be a beautiful weekend here in Auburn so if you're looking for something to do this weekend we've got two sets of weekend tickets to give away call in i'll take your name and number we'll give you a call after the show if you want give us a call 334-321-1390 and if you want to come on the air talk to us about anything how do you feel about auburn basketball tomorrow against tennessee how do you feel about the sec rankings and the resume of auburn right now in the ncaa tournament 334-321-1390 and before we get to auburn in particular did you get all your stuff figured out over there, I Carter? Did. I did. All right, roll with I it. Can. So right now, Auburn, based on our discussion, is locked into that six or seven seed. If Auburn stays in the seven seed, they would play the ten seed yep. in the first round of the SEC tournament, which right now there is a tie for eighth between three teams in Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Florida. 
Florida hosts LSU this weekend. We think Florida would win. Um, we think oh, so Kentucky's at Arkansas. Tough game for Arkansas. Mm. Mississippi State is at Vanderbilt. Tough game for Mississippi State. Those three teams are tied in the standing. So then, if you have multiple teams tied, it goes to head-to-head record. Right. Each one of these teams have played each other exactly one time. <laughs> they have also all split those games. So they all have a head-to-head one-and-one record. So if they're still tied, if all three win on Saturday or if all three lose on Saturday, it goes to record versus the number one seed, right? which Alabama has lost one game to Tennessee. So none of them have beaten Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we go to the third thing. Which is a commissioner draw. This is where... What? Yes, that's where I just go, how on earth do you go from record against number one to, oh, just luck of the draw? Uh, Let's do something else in the middle of that. I mean, let's go to record against the top four seeds or net ranking or, you know, even if you want to do Ken Palm ranking. Heck, I mean, can we really not be a little more creative and find some sort of pathway there between those two? I mean, that's just ridiculous to me. Yeah, this is ugly, man, because I hate the way that that looks. It's you're you're really going to penalize an Arkansas team that is much better than that Florida team. I know they 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 split. Arkansas did beat Florida. Mm-hmm. Um but Arkansas sitting there at what? 16 in the net rankings? Yep. Florida is 59th. <laughs> and you're saying at this point in time, oh, those are two. Those they're, are similar they're teams. Even. They're hundred yeah. percent even. Let's go to a let's draw straws. Well, that's why I'm saying is I hate that. If you're going to do that, then I mean, if you're going to do the record against the top seed, why not go to okay? Well, next we're going to go to the record against the top four seeds, or I mean, even okay. the t- like the top half of the league. Just do something that allows you to measure these teams based off of what they've done during the season, not just, hey, look at the draw. Well, okay, we're just going to get this thing done. I mean, that that just seems a whole lot easier to me to be a little bit creative about that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really get that. So I'm in agreement with you on that one, buddy. <laughs> God, I, I think that's a really stupid way to determine a tiebreaker. Yes. And, and for, for and that to be that how, quick on the options. Well, and then this is how it affects Auburn, right? Because – Let's say Auburn goes in and can't beat Tennessee, and let's say Missouri um, comes in and, and they win their game. So Missouri's the sixth and Auburn's the seventh. Well, then you've got you've got a ten seed who it could be either Florida, Arkansas, or Mississippi State. If we're if if we're correct on this one, you've got those three teams that could all be it. And you and I talked about this. I want no part of that Mississippi State team. I want no part of that Arkansas team. Out of those three, I, I don't want that state bit. team because I know how dangerous Tolu Smith can be. I would yeah. prefer state over Arkansas because sure. Auburn played Arkansas win at home with a shorthanded Arkansas team. Yes, and so that is um, they're more dangerous now than they were. Yeah. and Florida without Castleton is the least dangerous of the three. So I've got some updates. I've been on the phone giving away some or taking names for baseball tickets. Had multiple people call in, so we appreciate that. We also have Jack who was holding on. We're going to get to him in just a second. But Bill from the drive uh, just called in and was giving an update about y'all's conversation. Auburn, here's what Bill said. 
Auburn needs Arkansas to win tomorrow because based off all the tiebreakers, you do head-to-head, and then you start with their record from the top team all the way down. And so Auburn is what Billis is telling me. I mean, I'm looking at the SEC website, and it's head-to-head record, then it's winning percentage um bill versus the number one seed bill said it's a it's wrong and it's a typo is what he told me okay he said auburn needs arkansas to win That's tomorrow really weird i agree but bill said auburn needs arkansas to win tomorrow or auburn plays arkansas in the sec tournament interesting and and the reason is what I guess of how they're going through the tiebreakers with that with the, the craziness that's going on that you guys have been talking about with everybody having wins against if it's based on record I mean state and Florida could still lose right and it would still be the it would still the records would all still be the same and at that point if you go to I don't know that's, if you, and if you're going down the list then you'd have to look at who beat who in terms of, I think Tennessee I mean, would if, be you, next, if you're going if you're going Texas off A&M. conference record if all three of these teams lose then they all still have the same conference record. Then if you go to overall record, Florida's by far the worst of that group. Mm-hmm. I, it, it is, it's a mess right now. It's a mess, and it's going to get ugly over the weekend. But we've got Jack holding on the phone lines. He called in. He wanted to hop on and talk a little Auburn basketball. Jack, you're on the line. Welcome in. That's a in. heck of a name, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank, hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Up. Yeah. But, yeah, just kind of to follow up on what you were just talking about, the uh, uh, SEC tournament. Now, uh, question, and I'm – I guess I should know this, but now, does success of Auburn have any bearing on their seeding in the uh, March Madness? You know, if say they lose to Tennessee, their last game of the season, but does how they do in that tournament help them at all? Or in the SEC tournament, I think you got to win one. Yeah. At least, uh, at least one. The game tomorrow carries a lot more weight than anything Auburn will do in the SEC tournament, unless they go and win it all for some reason. Um, tomorrow's game against Tennessee, Jack, is a it's a big time game because if you win tomorrow, if you're Auburn, you're in the NCAA tournament. If you lose tomorrow, yeah, you borderline got to make a run at the championship, and even then, it's not a guarantee because look at what happened to Texas A&M last year. Right. Uh, yeah, I've I, I kind of heard that it doesn't really matter how well you do in the tournament. If you, That's what it's how, how well unfortunately, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, conference tournaments have become um, they just have become very unreliable and don't carry a whole lot of weight. And I hate that. I do because too. It's, it's still part of the season. I mean, you're playing a game before the NCAA tournament. I mean, it should absolutely count for something on your record and. You know, the fact that, I mean, I, I know they have to start seeding to get these things out by Sunday or Monday or whenever selection, I guess yeah, selection Sunday, night, Sunday is, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if we're going to do that, then what's wrong with having a selection Monday? Or, I mean, something like that to be able to say, okay, we're actually going to consider what teams do in their conference tournaments so that we can let them in if you have an A&M type run like last year. Or move everything up because think about it, on Sunday, on Selection Sunday, there are still championship games being played. The SEC championship game right. is on Sunday. Yeah. And so it's really difficult for the NCAA Dude tournament committee. <laughs> yeah, it's something. But yeah, you're Jack, the, pretty much what, what's at stake for Auburn, tomorrow is the game they need to win to get to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and that, um, and well, going back to the uh, Alabama game. Um, yeah. The question, the question I have for you guys, and I, I'm sure y'all watched it, and the situation with Quinterly mm-hmm. uh, when he, him and Broom got tied up. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I did not see where Broom fouled Quinterly. You know, did, did, am I 
maybe y'all can help me out on that because I saw they got tied up with the ball and it looked like Quinterly kind of threw Broom out of bounds and then threw the ball at him, I guess, to, you know, make sure the ball hit him last uh, for the out of bounds uh, situation. And then, and then he kind of stands over him and says, mouth something to him and yeah. did that twice. Yeah, I think uh, you're. I then, think you're in the same mindset as as most people who watched that happen. I, and and no I have one. I, I have one buddy who. Right I have one buddy who is somehow adamant that Broom did foul on that play, and I just don't see what he did that would have constituted a foul. He, get, he gets hooked. I, yeah, yeah. He, the, the, yeah. The elbow right. clamps down it's on his arm. Foul on Broom. I, yeah, but you know, Wendell Green comes over there and tries to. You know, get in and then, but right. The, but the he thing, didn't do anything. The thing that he walks to me over. Was, he walks over and kinda, taps him, and he swat and uh, Quinterly swats mm-hmm. his arms down like he did that to him and Katie Johnson. You know, and I thought they were going to go back and look at it and see the uh, technical foul or a flagrant foul. On well, as long as they looked at I, it, I yeah. As long as they were looking at that, I thought they were going to get a lot of different people for different things. But had a couple of guys get ejected for coming off the bench, and at the end of the day, Quinterly shot free throws. Yeah, he he uh he ate us up after that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was uh, that was yeah. hard to watch. But when you know, I, when Broom I, came I, I out, it changed I, the game. That's the I, more I, egregious I thing the other here. Day, I said, you know, I I didn't think I was even going to have the stomach to watch that game, but mm-hmm. a buddy of mine texted me and said, "Hey, man, Auburn's up by seventeen. You might want to switch it over." So I turned it over there. And, uh, <laughs> so Jack, oh, you're the up, reason. You're the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. My wife said the same thing. She said, "Man." Keep watching Andy Griffith or something, or do something else. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I, I turned over there, and that was it. Turned out, you know, I thought they were gonna get blown out, so that's why I didn't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. But it turned out it was worse than getting blown out, and so yeah, that was it was rough. But, um, you know, I thought after the uh, the Kentucky game, them getting kind of getting blown out, I, did, I just wondered what their mental state was, especially after uh, Bruce Pearl said pretty much predicted, you know, they're probably going to get beat by 40 if they rebound like they did against Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wondered what their mental mental state was going to be if they, you know, kind of mentally checked out. But they put up a fight, and, you know, they've just had a series of, uh, other than the Kentucky game, they just had a series of games where they were in it. They, they were close losses, and that just kind of wears on you after a while. So I yeah. just kind of wonder this Tennessee game, if they're going to be able to uh, – yeah, we'll kind of see. We'll we'll see. Unfortunately, Jack, what I talked about yesterday was you cannot count on this Auburn team to carry the same momentum from game to game. They might, but you can't bank on it because we've tried to do that before and we've gotten burned for doing it. Look at the Missouri game to the Vanderbilt game. Yeah, that those were those were tough. Um, but you know, if, if We'll just have to see how the Tennessee game yeah, goes. Yeah, that's exactly right. If they manage, manage to win that game, you know, they make it in the they're in the SEC tournament. They pretty much start over. Their record starts over. Yeah, that's absolutely zero. right. That's absolutely right. Well, they have to have that mentality. Yeah. But anyway, well, that's all I got. But I, I would just, yeah, the main thing was that uh, Quinterly situation. I just wonder what you guys thought about that. And uh, I just, I watched it back several times i just didn't see where the foul was but it is what it is it is what it is that's right man hey we appreciate the call jack it's good to hear from you all right thanks before we go to break i if if this is actually how it operates for the sec tournament the way it's written on the site if auburn were to win missouri lose and vanderbilt lose 
Then you have a three-way tie for fifth. Yeah, that's what I was th- for thinking. For fifth, and fifth. your head-to-head is all one-and-one one because, all, again, those teams all played each other once, and it would come down to a commissioner draw in that scenario if the site, the SEC website, is correct, which that would mean the five seed's not dead for Auburn, if that's true. But I guess it's not. I I don't. I don't know. I mean, that that's what Bill was telling me when I was answering a bunch of phone calls. So maybe he has a, a, a chance to, to clear this up a little bit. We'll get to our first break here in hour number one. Again, we're giving away two sets of weekend tickets to Auburn baseball tickets for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a combo. If you call in, uh, put your name in the draw. we got a bunch of names over here already. We'd love to hear from you as well. 334-321-1390. Two lucky winners are going to get weekend tickets to Auburn Auburn baseball as they take on Lipscomb. We'll talk about Auburn baseball when we come back here on the Friday edition of On the Line. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Let's get to the phone lines here on the Friday edition of On the Line 334 90. Shane, you're on the line. Welcome in. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Doing well, man. How are you? What's up, Shane? Hey, I'm good. Uh, I'm just going to comment on, you know, how uh, we're saying, you know, if we play one way and then the next game we play, we play horribly, basically. We, we'll play really well and then the next game we'll lay an egg or or we just, we don't, we don't win. We, 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 we come up short in some way or, or form or fashion. But most of those times have been away games. Uh, I, I mean, haven't we only lost one game at home? Or two, I'm sorry, two. Texas A&M and, and Alabama, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, I and can double-check so, that one second. That's yeah, correct. So, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's time, correct. Yeah, that's right. Losing yeah. Wait, losing so, games away from? No, 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 at or home. At You've at only home. lost no, no. two games at home, A&M and Alabama. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Right. So, so the, the pattern that I've seen this year is that we're a home, we're a, you know, a home-bodied team. So we play pretty well at home, and then, and then when we when we leave, we don't have that comfort, and we lose by three points, five points, or thirty-five points, whatever it is. But <laughs> and nowhere in between. <laughs> nowhere in between, exactly. So, so if, you know, if we're going to keep with that pattern, I think it, it being finger day, uh, you know, last game of the year, yeah. possibly of the season. I just, I just got a feeling we're going to come out and 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 um and, and do well tomorrow versus you know even though we played well at Alabama the pattern is going to be that we're going to play better at home and um especially since the Tennessee I know they did well after after their guy got 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 injured but it's a big piece of their of their huge of their team and, huge absolutely and, um, not to have that for a whole you know they can rally that game sometimes that's you know it. it Sometimes when you get, you remember, you remember when Chumo got hurt, you know, Auburn rallied uh, around around that, and uh, so you know teams can do that. But I don't see it being, you know, uh, I don't see that lasting a long, you know, many games. I think that was just like we're going to finish this game for this guy kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. They're not at home now. They're going to be, you know, in a very hostile, very hostile. I have a feeling that the crowd's going to be, you know. Gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. So I just got, I just got a gut feeling that that uh, we're gonna do well tomorrow and, and do enough at least to win this one game that we desperately need. 
got to have. So got I think, to have. I think we're going to do well tomorrow. Yeah, well, yep. well, Shane, there are so many factors in this game tomorrow that point in the direction that Auburn should play well. You should feel good about how you played on, on Wednesday in Tuscaloosa. No, you didn't get the win, but you played yep. your absolute heart out. Won. Right, and yeah, you borderline should have won. You're playing Tennessee, which Auburn always gets up to play Tennessee because of the history with Bruce Pearl, right? He always gets his guys to go against Tennessee. You should have beaten them the first time on their home floor, so you know you can hang with these guys. And like you mentioned, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And and Bruce is fired up right now with how his team has been officiated down the stretch as well. You mentioned Zakai Ziegler being out. Senior day in Neville Arena. Tournament on the line. Auburn should play well tomorrow. Sprinkle a little bit of that every time Auburn plays Tennessee. It means more. To Bruce, yeah. his team plays better against Tennessee almost every single time. I mean, even yeah. even the 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 2021 team that did not have a point guard playing a really good Tennessee team beat them soundly at home. Yeah. I'll say they didn't play great when I was there in Thompson Bowling last year. <laughs> Fair, but they step up. <laughs> I, they step up every chance more, they they get. Well, it, it feels Shane's like point. against Tennessee. Sorry, Car. To Shane, especially at home. At home, that's, yes. that's what I was going to say, yeah. Shane. Is to your point, it's you know Neville Arena didn't just up and die this season in yeah. terms of how hard it is to play there. I mean, you know, yeah, you've had two teams that have come in and done it this year. One of those is probably the best team in the country this year, who you know had to beat you in the final minutes. Um, and then the other was kind of a game that you never. I mean, after you got out to a run, you know, you never really. You never really had anything yep. rolling that night. And that was just kind of, you know, Bruce and, and Neville Arena kind of has one a year where they kind of are not very um, focused in at home or anything like that. And I think that's your one. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of factors that point towards Auburn playing well tomorrow. Um, and also, I don't know if, and Jacob Carter, you guys can chime in there, but I don't know if any of us in here are necessarily sold on how great Tennessee is this year either. Oh, I don't, I don't think they're that good. I, I think that they have been – very overrated because the defensive metrics say they're like a historically great team. Um, but I just, I don't, I think any given night that Tennessee team is capable of losing to, I mean, anybody Florida or higher in the SEC. And I think it's just, it's, and it's happened a few times. All it takes is a team that can score. That's all it takes because Tennessee not can't even, score. Not even that necessarily. I mean, we've seen them lose some low-scoring games as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, one last one, th- one last thing about this game is yeah. that um, I've already called it, and, and Auburn's going to going to score over eighty in this game. And uh, I don't I don't know how bad we're going to beat them, but I I, I, I predict double-digit win. And the fact that that every Auburn fan that feels like we got cheated this past week by our you know. State, whatever we want to, call, whatever adjective we want to, you know, put on, put on that. But I feel like we got cheated by by uh, and and a, and a win stolen from us. So I just got a feeling like you know we're just in this mood and we're going to take it out on Tennessee, kind of. Kind yeah, of I got a Shane, few. I got a few adjectives. Shane, Shane. if if Auburn scores eighty yeah. points, Auburn wins one hundred times out of one hundred in this game. I, mm-hmm. I promise you that. Do you know? Do you know how many yeah. times we have seen we have seen Tennessee allow eighty points this year? Yeah, it was either it's either two. I think it's two. I it is one. 
They allowed one, 86 one. points to Missouri, and Missouri hit that half-court shot to beat them, and yep. that is the only time they have allowed 80 points. Yeah, we talked about this earlier earlier in yeah. the week, yeah. and, I, and I already predicted that, that we're going to be the. That's right, we're going to be the second team mm-hmm. to, to score 80. Also. You did be impressive. You did impressive. I like the confidence, Shane. Hey, man, it's good yeah. to hear from you. Have Where a good weekend. That? Yep, good to hear from you, Shane. As we are uh, just about up against our bottom of the hour break. Uh, I like the confidence from Shane. He says Auburn scores 80-plus and beats Tennessee by double digits. Well, I'll tell you what. If you get the same performance as shooting-wise as you did from guys like Katie Johnson, from Alan Flanagan, and you get guys who come back up to where they were in Jalen Williams, um, you get you know the, the scoring output you get from Wendell Green at home usually, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, we, we've seen Missouri do it, and – I don't know. I mean, it's not impossible, I guess, is the takeaway from Oh, it's that. not impossible. And here is a big factor. We've talked about Auburn being at home in Neville Arena tomorrow. The fans have to show up tomorrow Ooh, in Neville Arena. Crucial. And I think they will, but they absolutely have to. Auburn fans cannot give up on this team tomorrow because if you do, Tennessee is going to walk yeah, in and beat you on it. your home floor. Mm-hmm. This is it. We'll talk more about it on the other side. Give us a call, 334-321-1390. We roll on here on the Friday edition of On the Line. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz and Carter Bird on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 more minutes here as we wind down the week on the Friday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goetz, Carter Bird, joined by Jack Cudden in studio, talking all things Auburn basketball, college basketball, SEC basketball, as tomorrow is the final regular season day for the SEC in college basketball, and then we look towards Nashville next week for the SEC tournament, and then the following week, is the NCAA tournament. Uh, We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts and feeling about tomorrow as Auburn hosts number 12 Tennessee. Give us a call, 334-321-1390. Also, still, uh, our drawing is open. We've got two sets of weekend tickets for Auburn baseball versus Lipscomb. Uh, We have... Sets for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in a package deal doing a drawing. Two winners are going to get an entire weekend at Plainsman Park, so give us a call to enter your name into that as well. 334-321-1390. And gentlemen, as we were heading to break, we were talking about the importance of the fan support tomorrow inside of Neville Arena. They got to show up if Auburn wants to have a chance to win. Could Auburn spring break be timed worse? <laughs> Because you're gonna have kids like, there's students probably that have that left campus yesterday. Yeah, I mean, probably skipping a Friday class. Probably some some Friday classes that may may or may not have gotten canceled. I know that I've had that happen a time or two before. Um, I'm worried about the student section. I really am. I I think I think it'll the arena will be full. It'll be full. But I I'm worried about the student section. I just am. I don't know. The if you go back to the Final Four team in 2019, same kind of scenario. You had Tennessee coming in, and it was the first weekend of spring break, and that crowd was awesome. In 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 which year? Final Four year, 2019, 2018, yeah, 19. I know, was, but that was an Auburn time, team that I think is more built to overcome a slightly below average, below standard um, environment. 
Sure, but I, that's what I'm still saying though is that the environment was really good that game. Yeah, and so I'm 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 more talking. I'm not talking about the team necessarily. I'm talking about more of the fan support of it because I think you've seen before this first weekend of spring break game come up and Auburn's crowd is is you know I mean it's it's not the most elite it's ever been but it's fine you know it's that's a it, good it point job yeah done. that's a good point talking about uh Auburn spring break I was answering uh, more phone calls for our baseball ticket giveaway our our list is stacking up pretty pretty heavily over there but you're right the the spring break for Auburn plays a plays a part in this hey if I were Auburn I would in the future consult with Bruce and say hey When's the last home basketball game? Because wouldn't it be it'd, be, it'd honestly be better if they made spring break say that the weekend of the SEC basketball tournament more times than not, and then it would extend into the first week of March Madness. Yeah, yeah. Which I'll say though, Just when I was, when I was in college. The spring break is it's SEC tournament week, and I had the chance to go and like spend multiple days in Nashville to go to the SEC tournament. So that was cool to be a part of that because being on spring break and go instead of taking a, a big trip to to the beach or whatever, which I did a couple times, but going to the SEC tournament was a lot of fun as a college student being on spring break. But when it when you're talking about the impact of students being at the game for Auburn here in Auburn, yeah, it, it's not great timing, but it is what it is. The dedicated jungle will be there tomorrow and delayed their trip a couple of days, you hope. And outside of the jungle student section, the rest of the fans have to show up too. That includes the scholarship seats on the other side down low on the floor. That includes the middle section, the top section, and standing room only. Everybody has to show up. Yes. Neville Arena has to be the loudest and the most difficult place to play it's been all season long because Auburn's going to need it because Tennessee, even without Sakai Ziegler, they're still a solid squad. I don't know. I'm not as I'm not as concerned about the environment, I guess, as as some other people. Well, I would just, just want it to be as, as well. Sure, I, I understand of, that. of an environment as possible. Hey, I hey, you have great points, buddy. Uh, I think if Auburn would have um, lost I, by thirty though on Wednesday, I hate everything about what just happened. If Auburn would have lost by thirty on Wednesday, I think tomorrow's Neville Arena would look partially empty. I don't think it would be completely full. I just don't. I don't know. I just because you'd be coming off of two games in a row where you got uh, you got it handed to you. You did not play well. If that would have happened on Wednesday, I don't. And I'm not questioning the Auburn loyalty or fan base here, but it's just a reality when a team is sliding down towards the earth and bad things are happening. And you come back home, it can happen at times. But it's a Saturday game. It's Tennessee. It's the last home game. It's Senior Day, like Shane mentioned. Those are all big factors for Auburn fans to show up and show out tomorrow. Yeah, I heard a few. I think a few years ago something that has kind of rung with me for the Auburn basketball fandom, if you will, is that Auburn is relatively new at being basketball fans. And you know, you you kind of think, okay, well, Auburn's kind of had this run for a while, but Auburn's never really had that sustaining program long-term that, that students turn out for every game and you get. And now you're in these new years where that's happening all of a sudden. I think that you're starting to turn the corner on, I guess the best way to put this is Auburn fans figuring out how to be good basketball fans. I think that there is a understanding of how big this game is um, from yeah. a lot of people. And I think that that's why you're going to have a pretty full arena on Saturday. I think it's going to be full. I think it's going to be loud. I don't think it's going to really be lacking very much because I think the Auburn fan base understands how important this game is. I think it's a great way to put that. And 
And it's true. I mean, I, I talked about on Wednesday, I made the statement that the Auburn-Alabama basketball game 10 years ago, nobody cared. Yeah. Like, nobody cared that Auburn and Alabama were playing on the hardwood 10 years ago. Let's just be honest. And they do now. And it's the same way with Auburn-Tennessee with everything, the history of Bruce Pearl in Knoxville and, and all of that. I mean, this is a heated rivalry in college basketball. And I think you're right, Jack. I think Auburn fans, Auburn students, when the schedule comes out, they circle the Tennessee game at home because of how fun it is to be there as a student, as a fan, and how big of a game it always is every single year. Right. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. And I think you're going to get to see the same kind of crowd that you saw. And Carter and I talked about this when you were, I think, answering phones, but you go back to that Final Four squad, they had the same deal. They had Tennessee coming into town that year. And yeah, that was a team that you had seen compete at higher levels than maybe this squad has beforehand. I don't know about compete, but win games more than this game hit. Win is a Um, very important factor right there. you also got to remember, same kind of deal. That team was also coming off a huge loss against Kentucky. Yeah, Came back, they did go to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama late in the year. That kind of got that momentum going back. I don't know. It, it seems kind of similar just because of what happened in Tuscaloosa, but I mean, you know, I, I'm not I'm not trying to draw a direct comparison with it. I'm just saying I think the crowd shows up like they did that season. Carter, a team we talked about a little bit earlier that CBS has searching for March and trying to make the NCAA tournament. Vanderbilt, did you see the update just now? I did not. Liam Robbins out for the year, fractured his leg on Wednesday. So well, there goes Mississippi State's loss in Nashville. <laughs> That'll, well, be, that'll be a win for the dogs. Okay, because so that plays having, a little factor in everything now, doesn't it? Having watched um, that Vanderbilt team, <laughs> there may not be a more critical player to his team well. than Liam Robbins. According to Yahoo so, Sports, just got the update. Vanderbilt center leading scorer Liam Robbins is out for the season after leg fracture, according to Ryan Young of Yahoo Sports. Wow. I cannot emphasize to you enough just how bad they were when he was out the first time. So, yeah, congrats, State. Good for you. You yep. get a win tomorrow. You got to win. <laughs> Golly. That's, you hate to see that, well, man. And I, Th- and I, those of are course, two... you never want to say, oh, man, I hope that guy gets hurt. But it's almost to Auburn fans like, okay, so he gets hurt, and then he comes back for basically the Auburn game and a couple more, and mm-hmm. then he gets hurt again. Like, okay, thanks. Appreciate yeah. that, Carter. Well, think about just in the last – week we've seen two big time players in the sec with Sagai Ziegler and Liam Robbins go down with season ending injuries that impact what's going to happen in Nashville next week I mean that that's a big big loss for a Vanderbilt team that had a chance if they played well to make a run in the sec tournament gosh this is this is so fascinating the more we we look at how this could shake out now for the SEC tournament. I just, I'm fascinated by what this means now because now State's probably going to win. Yeah, Vanderbilt uh, drops Vanderbilt's, to a tie with Missouri and Auburn. Vanderbilt assuming, falls. Assuming an Auburn assume, win. Is that right? Or assuming an Auburn loss? Well, they're, they're one game ahead and have your head to head tiebreaker with Auburn. So you're assuming an Auburn win here. If you do that, then. You, they're they're still ahead of you. It doesn't change the standings at all. It, it, assuming Missouri beats Ole Miss, gosh, this is so fascinating. It's getting but, wild, isn't it? But if you if you, for argument's sake, assume Auburn's going to be the seven seed unless Missouri loses, loses Ole Miss, yeah. and if Missouri loses and Vanderbilt loses and Auburn wins. Then you get that beautiful draw from the commissioner <laughs> that we hate mm. so much. Wow. But if Vanderbilt somehow were to win, 
Auburn were to win and Missouri loses, then Auburn is the sixth seed, and that's the way that that would lock up. And looking like you may get Georgia. But if Auburn if Auburn loses, they have the tiebreaker in the head-to-head against Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Florida because you yeah. beat them all in your one-off games. You're 3-0 and there. Nobody's going to beat you. Um, but this does now create a situation where the most likely thing that happens is both of Mississippi State and Florida win, and Arkansas still has a difficult game against Kentucky. If they lose, they fall to the 10 seed by themselves. Not to discredit all your uh, all your math and, and, and jumbling of everything over here and trying to figure all this out, but to what extent does this matter? Because it comes it back does. to... It does, because of two Auburn plays in the first round of the SEC tournament. It absolutely matters. But at the same time, it all depends on if Auburn wins or loses tomorrow. Well, I, I mean, it, 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 in, it in terms of Auburn making regardless. the tournament. Well, yes, yes. I mean, for if you want most impressive opportunity to, I mean, yes, beating having Arkansas in the first round of the SEC tournament after losing to Tennessee would give you a chance to earn your way in that's, with that's, a win. That's where I was going to go next. Is that if you lose to Tennessee, then are you actually saying? Maybe we want to play one of these teams that has a higher net to give us another chance to get a quad well, win. Because a win over then you Georgia, risk, then you risk the fact you're playing a better team. Right. If you lose that, then. But I think the gamble has to be worth it because a win over Georgia in your first game in the SEC tournament doesn't well, you, do you anything. I mean, the odds would say that you're not going to play. Like a, a lot of stuff has to happen for you to play. Right, but you the see what 11 I'm saying. or 12 seed. But you see what I'm saying. Unless you're playing. Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, or Missouri, possibly state. If you're not playing one of those six teams, a win doesn't do you anything because nobody else is worth it in the SEC tournament, right? It, it, it'll be interesting, I guess, when you look at Mississippi State. Oh. Mississippi State would be a quad one game in Nashville. I mean, so yeah, Florida would be a quad two game if you played them. Um you, I guess you're right. You'd want to see Arkansas if you lose, or Mississippi State. Yeah, you if absolutely you lose would. against Tennessee because I both of those would be quad one games. You, you absolutely want to see either State or Arkansas if you're going off of how do you make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah that's if that's the if that's the goal. That's I mean, a, and if you're man. already in the NCAA tournament, I guess you, matter. you yeah. want to see them anyway because then you can improve your seating further. Heck, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> at, at that point, I'm just kind of like there's win so as many, many thoughts. You there's can. so many thoughts yeah. about seating in these conference tournaments. It's I a mean, bat. It's a bad as, place to be for Auburn as right now. As crazy as the SEC is, the Big Ten somehow even wilder. It's just nuts. Because apparently we have Wisconsin in the tournament, as yes. according to Bracketology. Like, get out of here. They're 16 and 13 they with like up. a 70 net. I think they moved up from last team in to second to last team in Goodness where they gracious. lost to Purdue. What are we doing? Yeah. Well, look, if you're Auburn, you don't want to have to sit there and have these conversations and write all this out on the whiteboard. You want to beat Tennessee tomorrow and secure your spot in the NCAA tournament because if you win tomorrow, you are in the NCAA tournament. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It would be your best win by far this year, and Auburn needs it desperately because you can count on a one hand 
how many good wins Auburn has this year in 2022 and 2023. And so Auburn needs one tomorrow against Tennessee. We'll take our final break. We'll come back. We'll give our final picks and predictions, Auburn and Tennessee tomorrow. And uh, we'll open it up one more time for baseball tickets. We're giving away two sets of the entire weekend series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can enter your name in the drawing and we'll pick two after the show. Give us a call, 334-321-1390. We'll have our picks, predictions, and wrap up the Friday edition of the show when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up the Friday edition of On the Line, Jacob Goetz, Carter Bird, joined by Jack Hudden in studio. We've got a few minutes left here before we get out of here and uh, thank you to everybody who has called in about the baseball tickets got a big list of names over there uh, we'll draw two after the show I took down all your names and numbers and so I will give you a call right after the show and so we appreciate all of you calling in and uh, if you're still interested and you don't win some on our show the drive uh, coming up from four to six may or may not have a couple of sets as well and so be sure you stay tuned for that they'll give away some weekend tickets for Auburn baseball Friday Saturday and Sunday so you can uh, listen in and, and see if they give some away as well but gentlemen we got a few minutes here Auburn and Tennessee tomorrow line has not yet been set um According to ESPN, Tennessee's got about a 71% chance to win, according to their matchup predictor. 1 o'clock, ESPN, Auburn hosting number 12, Tennessee. Who wins and why? I think Auburn shows up, gives you – I mean, I think we are in a, at a point in time with this Auburn team where it's you're backed into a corner, back against the wall, wounded animal mode. You have to come out swinging. And I think you get that type of performance. I think you get a similar effort that you got in Coleman Coliseum. If you get that, Auburn's going to win this game. Auburn's going to win this game, and I, I'm, I'm going to go with that for my, for my pick. Bruce Pearl teams tend to play well in the last game of the regular season. Um, don't know the exact record on it, but I do remember that there was some statistic that was out the other day that Bruce Pearl teams tend to win that last game of the season, especially at home. Uh, I think things are trending in the right direction in terms of scoring the basketball for Auburn right now. Like we said, a good offensive team uh, we think can go through this Tennessee team and, and win fairly easily because I don't really see Tennessee matching up offensively. So um, I'm going to go with Auburn to have one of their best performances of the year tomorrow and, and win it. On FanDuel, Auburn is a one-and-a-half-point underdog in this game, over-under of 132-and-a-half. So they're expecting yeah. a lot more points than last time out. When I would, there was 89 total. I would not touch 70, that total ever. I would never touch that. 72% chance of winning for Tennessee on the BPI? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about that. I mean, Especially with Zakai Ziegler being out. Yeah, that, and that's so odd. big. I, 60% chance on Kimpum. Wow. Interesting. Here, here's a couple of factors that play into this tomorrow. Auburn has to shake off the Alabama loss. You can be mad about it. You can be frustrated with it. But you've got to shake it off, and you can't play dumb tomorrow. What I mean by that is don't make dumb fouls, don't make dumb plays, and don't try to take out your anger on Tennessee physically, emotionally, all those things. Take it out by putting points on the board. Take it out by putting the ball in the basket. Aggression. Aggression, Aggression rather than pressing. Frustration. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Aggression versus frustration. Auburn is still upset about the Alabama game, and they should be. 
but you have to play smart tomorrow because this is the biggest game of the year. If you win, you're in the NCAA tournament. If you lose, I don't see how you get in, given everything that's happening, given the uncertainty of what the bubble is right now. If a team gets hot here down the stretch, they may take over Auburn. And at the end of the day, I don't think Auburn has the wins right now to get in, and that worries me. You have to play smart. You have to play well. you got to score the basketball. Are you going to shoot like you did on Wednesday night against Alabama? No, probably not, because Tennessee's the best defensive team in the country. But you've got to score more than 43, I can tell you that. I, mean, I agree. And see, see, and I agree with you on Auburn needs to win this game to have a chance at that tournament. Michael DeCourcy, who I think is a Big Ten network analyst, went on some show today, and they asked him specifically about Auburn. He says Auburn's already in the NCAA tournament. I just, for some reason, the national media sees Auburn as this team that has already done enough. And so, I mean, I think there's a chance that they do it, but I still think that they got to win to be sure of it. I just don't want Auburn to have to go to Nashville and bank on getting wins there to do it. I, I, if I saw what I saw about his bracketology, um, he has Auburn playing in Dayton right now. Yeah. Hmm. So I think if you lose, you're more than likely, based on what we've kind of fleshed out, you're going to play a quad one game. We th- you're more likely to play a quad, quad one game in the first round of the SEC tournament than not. I think you, if you win that game, you're in in the first round of the SEC tournament if you lose on Saturday. And if you win that game, you're going to have another crack at a quad one game right after that because yeah. you're going to play, what, likely the four seed? Yeah, you're um, probably going to get either Missouri or... Um, Missouri or ten- Tennessee, it'd be, maybe? It'd be Tennessee, well, Tennessee or Kentucky. Kentucky, or yeah, Missouri. Yeah. One, it, one of those three. Auburn has Tennessee tomorrow at home in Neville Arena. And for me, gentlemen, it comes down to if Auburn doesn't win tomorrow, if I'm the NCAA tournament committee, I look at this team without the logo, without the label, and I say, where are the wins? And I just don't think they have them. They've got to have it tomorrow inside of Neville Arena, 1 o'clock on ESPN. Auburn's got to play well. If you have a chance, go show up. Go to Neville Arena and be loud. Auburn needs a win tomorrow. That is a quote that's never been said about Auburn, that the Auburn logo is going to help push them into the tournament (laughs) in basketball. I know. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) But I think it's true. We're out of time here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Have a great weekend. Come back on Monday 2-4 to right here on ESPN 106.7. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.